0: Ahead of the play. a breakaway for the rookie, oh, scores! A rocket off the stick of Pedersen. Wow.
1: What a set of minutes by Pedersen.
2: Here's Pedersen, scores!
1: Unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable. What a shot. What a shot.
2: All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Area 51 Hockey Podcast. We are now joined by special guest Clayton Emu, uh, captain of the GLCPC and uh, Canuck blogger. Clay, how's it going today?
0: I'm great, Sean. Malcolm, Brad, nice to see you guys. Thanks for having or And hear you. Thanks for having me.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's to see the most beautiful person on Canuck's Twitter. <laughs> yeah, what, what well. a collection
0: here. Well, I think I have competition now with you three, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be all right.
2: There's a reason why we had to turn the video on for this recording. We have to see Clay's beautiful face. <laughs> we may
3: not, uh, but I guess Brad may still qualify and be a founding, or you know, a, a member of the Good Looking and Positivity Club. I guess maybe you know some of us are are one of those. Maybe one of us is neither of those,
0: but uh, we won't say. We... Well, well, you guys, looking at this myriad of good looks on my screen, you know we. Uh, different ages well basically me and you three we have different uh, ethnic backgrounds we have different shapes and sizes it is a beautiful sight i must say it
2: yeah. certainly yeah. is yeah absolutely well that's i think one of my favorite things about uh canucks fandom is just how how the variety of people that are that are part of that and i i think that's probably touching on why or where the glc pc has come from is that correct
0: yeah, that's fair. And I, you guys, I caught your tea time last night on Instagram. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. And, <laughs> and you guys kind of got into the, the talk, toxicity and, and different fandom. For me, it's very simple. Um, I am My nature is, is a positive person, just in general. It might come from my faith background or my, the way I was raised. And when it comes to Canucks fandom, I, I've been a fan all 46 years of my life, you guys. So I've seen the ups and downs, the three cup runs, all those things. And I know how excited this this uh, market can get, and I know how tricky and whether you call it negative or toxic or challenging, passionate, right? I, I know that too. But I found when especially this whole GLCPC thing, you guys know it's kind of not a real club, but I've almost made it like a real club. So I say there's no membership fees, there's no application, but it is lifetime membership and you three, have, I've been granted, like I've just waived all the eligibility. You guys are just in for, like, for good. Um, but <laughs> wow. I would say it's, it's two things. You gotta be good looking and that's obviously um, up to your discretion. If I'm the founder, you know the standards aren't that good. And then you gotta be, you gotta be positive. And the positive thing, obviously, is what I what I kind of go with. And I, I was about to say I really started to have fun with this as my my YouTube channel started to take off a little bit because um, I never say I'm a media member. I, I'm not a broadcaster. I'm not an expert. I'm not a stats guy. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And I get excited. I get sad, whatever it is. But I, I thought there was a place for people who maybe want to express their uh, fandom in a positive way and a creative way, which I know we'll get to in a second. But that's really what it is, is – that's my outlook, and I think it's not just for Canucks fandom. It's how I I live my life, and how I try to lead others, mentor others, and and love my family. And I, I that's where it comes from. Truly, it's it's who I am.
3: I love that. So you know, it's it's funny that you know this. It seems like this is a, a relatively new club, and of course, it was inspired during you know what a, a lot of say was one of the darker times in Canucks history. So. I think you know. Obviously, it was a, a very necessary for you to go. Okay, wh- you know, where is the positivity? Where is the, you know, where do we shine a light and, and look at the, you know, good things here? So, you know, how how did you, you yeah, know, how was it that it came out that you're like, okay, you know, we're we're in some dark days. We're in the, the Willie <laughs> D. You know, the days that you know. When Trampkin was our best prospect and everyone was excited about him, <laughs> everyone was, you know, gearing up to get their 88 jerseys. And now, of course, everyone's, you know, seemingly thrilled that he's gone back to the KHL. So, you know, wh- where did that come from and how did you, you know, start that in, in such a difficult time?
0: Yeah, Malcolm, that's an excellent question. I'd say there are three things that kind of uh, contributed. One is I've been a season ticket holder since 2010, 2011. So you hear 2011, that was obviously a really cool year to start off, right, being at Rogers Arena all the time. So, um, you know, ups and downs, Seeing that was right the Canucks prime, obviously. So um, seeing the ups and then coming exactly through the downs, 15, 16, 17. um, So that was number one is just desiring to get back to that place. And I think, as you guys know, Hughes and Pedersen, guys like that, they've single-handedly given canucks fans hope and spread the maybe uh they sped up the rebuild by one or two years i I would say so that's number one is wanting to get back to that place and number two uh, i kind of alluded to um when i started to vlog more and vlog more consistently um I, i realized it's not it's a bit of a shtick yes but it is kind of my niche and i i kind of say right at the start of my vlogs i this is where you get canucks insight that's positive and timely of course we want timely but I wanted to carve out a place where you know, um it's not like a and I'll get to this it's not like I'm a Benning bro or fanboy or ignorant, but i I do like to take the optimistic the the positive side of things and number three, and this is where it truly actually came to fruition as an actual club, I think I was at a game or a practice where I saw. Brett Lee, he's, a, he's another YouTuber, uh, um, he's on Twitter, Maroki on defense, you know, he does a lot of cool things with prospects and video work, he was studying back east, but he was here, and then I think um, I, I just kind of chatted with him for one of my vlogs, and I looked at him, whoa, I was like, whoa, we're two good-looking positive guys, right? <laughs> and, then, and, I, <laughs> and then I came home that night, and I think I said, we just founded the GLCPC, so for a while, I was calling Brett my co-founder, but if he hears this, I, I'm sorry, Brett, but no, no, it's just me now. So, uh, no. <laughs> hey, wait a second. That's not very positive, but Brett's still good looking. Um, you are
2: positive that you are the only founder of the <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you so, do it. That's the thing.
0: And Go Brett, ahead. I love you, man. No, and it actually was meeting with him. But truly, the um, long way of answering your question, Malcolm, is is yeah the whole it's a whole lifestyle thing and it really was i i think that the parallel was when when i started to vlog more consistently i found it, it was kind of like a nice niche to go after and i think the tricky thing is though um once in a while i'll get labeled as you know idealist or blinded by this or Benning bro or whatever but actually compared to how positive i am my my positivity quotient to how much flack i get is actually pretty good i'm surprised i've seen not that it's a competition, but I've seen guys that are just as positive as me. Uh, maybe they don't get the the notoriety that I do, but they get hammered on Twitter all the time. And and maybe maybe it's because I'm averse to ca- a conflict. and I just kind of laugh it off. Like you rarely see me in a Twitter war. I like you guys would smoke me for sure if we ever got in a fight or something. <laughs> <laughs> we but, would
2: never do that. <laughs> but but it's I not think you, I, you nailed yeah. it there because yeah.
3: it's it's you know it's one thing to be positive, but again, of course, especially during these years. It's been very difficult to do so, but you've actually found a way. And as you said, a niche to actually effectively be positive without it coming across like you're, you know, head in the clouds, you know, unrealistic.
2: Pines, no, I think guys, again, yeah.
3: s- similarly, I have a bit of a reputation on Twitter for being negative
2: yeah. and,
3: you know, always trying to, you know, cut down betting and point out the, the bad things that he does. And, you know, again, I, I kind of put out there that I, I feel, at least I feel I'm objective. If there's good news, I'm very happy to, you know, compliment good news. You know, Rathbone signing, there was definitely some real, you know, UFA risk there. You know, for betting to get him done, you know, especially with, you know, obviously Brackett still kind of, you know, hanging over our heads, you know, knowing that they did have a relationship, even though, of course, you know, it's not like, you know, Judd was the only guy who ever spoke to him. But of course, you know, they do have that. You know, they go back. You know, they used to actually play together as in a coaching player situation. So, you know, when you have events like Bracket, when you have you know Benning, when you have all these you know Linden, DeBonis, you know Gilman, like you can go through the kind of list of you know tombstones that are essentially now in the Canucks management. It's difficult to actually find you know consistent positive messaging. And somehow, again, you're able to do that. And then, as you say, you then back it up on Twitter because there's yeah. those two elements, right? And and how you conduct yourself on Twitter is consistent with that positive message.
0: Malcolm, so you, think, you nailed – yeah, I'm sorry. I just want to jump in real quick. I, I apologize yeah. because you said something that – a couple of things. It's funny because, Malcolm, um, I, I – We only really started following, whatever, following each other on Twitter a few months ago, but I had known of your tweets like for a long time and I knew that you were whatever negative or challenging, but in a good way, they're always well thought out. They're always well respectful and you were true and genuine. And that's what I really want to hammer home is, is whether you're Malcolm or whether you're Clay Emo or Brad or or Sean, as long as you're genuine, like it's the people that put up a facade or pretend they're someone they're not um on twitter and you can kind of see through that I think you can see that through that pretty quick but I think as long as you're genuine that's why people trust me they, they know I'm not the, the the expert but they they trust my opinion because I go to games I understand the game I played a little bit like not high level but uh, so I, I I think I've earned trust just like you guys have earned trust through your podcast and that you are being genuine you're not putting up a facade it's not a shtick so sorry Malcolm I didn't mean to interrupt but I, I wanted to no, jump that, on that point sure no, no I mean,
2: that's, that's exactly what I was going wow. Yeah, I yeah. think that touched on it really well. Like the, the it's consistency, right? Like if you're going to carve out an, a niche in in whatever you're trying to do, like you'll you'll confuse your audience, you'll confuse your niche if you're wishy-washy. Or and that doesn't mean stick to your guns if you're wrong and it's you against the world. It means that like you have to be objective or positive or kind of take a particular angle that that lured your audience to you. That it, that it bonded you with them, and uh, I, I appreciate that so much with with your tweets and and your work because I, I know exactly what I'm getting into when I when I look up Clay Emu, right? Like yeah. I know exactly what I'm gonna uh, kind of hear. Uh, I know the angle that I'm gonna hear, and I and I love that because there is a lot of negativity or like uh, kind of bantering back and forth on on different uh social media platforms but i like that i can go and look up clay and be like okay well now this is this positive angle and now i could take that and formulate my opinion around this positive angle what the radios are saying what the banter is on twitter and then my objective opinion kind of involving all of those and then uh kind of formulate what i think about a situation and Uh, i think that's an important thing in the market um and obviously like you've you've gained the following and uh that you have because
0: of that and sean you're so wise man because uh, three of us uh four of us were talking about it before we press record is a part of effective communication is not necessarily having to agree with everyone but being able to discuss debate and understand the other person's point of view because Sean I love what you said you you take my opinion you take Brad you take Malcolm you take TSN 1040 you take Sportsnet 650 and then you form your own say okay I'll take a bit of this a bit of this and I that resonates with me and this doesn't it's the people that already dig their heels in the sand and have refused to acknowledge or listen or even seek to understand someone else then they're already losing they really are because they're they're not um acknowledging that there's other opinions and how can you have a discussion or a healthy debate with someone who's not willing to listen or, or respect your point of view? Well, that's I, I, yeah, absolutely. You,
3: you nailed it there because I think some people, they, you know, they say something on Twitter and they go, okay, no matter what happens now in the future, I have to stick to that point that, that was you know, I was right. And it seems that you know, the ability to actually you know, accept that you've lost the conversation to admit that, okay, that other person made some really good points points I hadn't considered, and, yeah. you know, you you argued them effectively. I think, you know, we also talk about our other counterpart, Sam, you know, obviously being a lawyer on Twitter, what an advantage. You know, again, I, I don't know if I get enough credit. I, you know, I hang out with her. any Any conversation I've ever had over, a, you know, a, a drink, Boyd, you know, she brings it, and, is, you know, she's not, not afraid to tell you exactly why I'm wrong, right? And uh, I think that's why,
2: think that's her, why her...
3: both in enjoyed twitter so much is that you know the canucks we've actually started to find some common ground because let me tell you not everything in life do we agree on
2: well her her in our group chats it's like her playing with elementary school children most of the time it feels like because yeah. she's just running laps on us and we're yeah. just sitting there like taking notes <laughs> like, but, but it yeah, is, it's true like, like I think uh, objectivity is important and understanding that there's a million ways to cut a cake, right? Like there's a million ways to slice a news article. You can take one word and run a whole story off of it. Uh, You can run anything you want. And there's different perspectives, right? Like uh, I'll jump into an example with the Rathbone situation since it's so new, right? Uh, You could say he had a great relationship with Bracket. Some people will say that they only had a good relationship with Bracket. Or argue yeah. that he didn't only have a good relationship with Bracket. Nobody ever said only, right? He did yeah. have a good relationship with Brackett. But that doesn't mean that he will only ever deal with he had other attacks in the organization. And ultimately, that's what led to his decision, right? But there's a couple different ways to slice that, right? You can You can slice that any different way you want. And it's a matter of collecting all the information from all the different angles. And then being like, okay, well this is pro this is what happened then based off all the stories here
3: i think you nailed it there you know one story fairly straightforward but there was very you know three very clear ways to take that conversation and you only really had to switch around a word that focuses on a different aspect of it that obviously dramatically changes you know the bias that you're presenting it with and i think that And I think that's one of the things that, especially on Twitter, you you start to see through. You know, does this person consistently take something that's, you know, negative or try to twist it into a positive or vice versa? And I think, you know, that's, you know, what what I love about Twitter, you know, obviously I have Sam, but my other friends, you know, do they like talking hockey on this level? No. Do their eyes start to glaze over after I start to get into some of this detailed stuff with them? Absolutely. Right. So I think that's what's (laughs) so cool about Twitter is that you can go there and, and everyone has a different opinion. You have those, you know, extreme positivity people, you have the extreme negativity people. And, of course, I think those are what gets focused on. I think, you know, Twitter and, and, unfortunately, politics has just bled into so much of our lives now. And, you know, how as politics have gotten more polarizing, I think it's just easier for us as humans, it's an instinctive thing to put someone in a box because once you understand someone, it's easier to, you know, you're, whole stress and everything you know alleviates because you know exactly where they're coming from and i think that's you know one of the things and it's important to you know curate your twitter feed too because you know the people i see who are you know constantly complaining my twitter feeds overly negative it's like well you know you <laughs> your twitter feed yeah. you, you click follow and it is very easy to click unfollow mute people block people but the people yeah. who are constantly going after the same people, and I, I have had some of them too, that, you know, eventually these, you know, the same people just flood your mentions every single time that you tweet. And they're not looking to actually engage in a conversation with you. They're looking to, you know, attack you as a person. And I think mm. that's one of the, you know, first distinctions that you need to make. And again, I, I was on Twitter. I've been an old school Twitter guy since two thousand nine. And yeah. definitely back in the day, because you know, I was younger than two. As soon as someone came after me personally, that was, you know, I, I welcomed it because then that was my perfect excuse to then go back after them. And I thought I was generally pretty good at doing that. Uh, so, you know, again, I'm sure there's a whole lot of people from back in the day who have historically blocked me, uh, who are still going like, why is this Malcolm Ert guy still talking? Uh, but I think, you know, you evolve and you, you learn on Twitter too. Uh, one of the things I always say is, you know, no one bats a thousand. I've never yeah. met anyone on Twitter that has had the correct take every single time. So I think that's what's so cool. You know, we have all these different people. Like, I think, you know, I constantly, I think of uh, young Judd, This, you know, <laughs> he's, and he's been on Twitter for a couple of years now. So he's this like 12, 13 year old kid, and you would never know it because of the maturity of his takes, how well he speaks, you know, how you know, often on bias he comes off. And I yeah. think, you know, again, that's a, a similar situation to you that, you know, you can see how genuine you are. When you're talking about these topics. So, you know, how can you how can you attack that? Because you can see it's coming from such a natural
0: place, right? Except young Jed is the same age as my youngest daughter, so thanks a lot, Malcolm. (laughs) Well
1: that's
0: a you know,
3: in in a couple years I'd introduce them because that's a good (laughs) kid. That connects connects to royalty.
1: (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. that's a a perfect segue into our next (laughs) question though because uh we always talk like for me personally i find like twitter to be a lot more of an older audience and then the reason like i enjoy the tiktok platform it's a lot of a younger audience newer audience instagrams around my age uh clay how do you find the youtube audience to be like uh the age wise (coughs) the way they interact with you like how do you find that
0: Oh, Brad. Oh, that's such a good question. And I'm glad actually you didn't tell me you're going to ask me that first. I, I love it because I, I got a lot to say about it. But first, I want to affirm and give props to your TikTok, man. So like, <laughs> <laughs> um, my kids, so uh, Sean is 18, Jacob 16, and Kayla is 12. Um, yeah. They basically have prohibited banned me from using that <laughs> app. Um, I, I'm allowed to watch your stuff, Brad. I'm allowed to watch Dusty stuff. I'm allowed to watch, uh, but no, as soon as I start doing any of these dance moves, they basically said, dad, you're, you're done. Um, no, seriously. So I get the whole thing. Facebook is for like my generation and, and older. Instagram's for like you guys, TikTok, maybe you guys younger. YouTube is very interesting because um, I do my daily vlogs and I have no clue if these guys are 13, 16, 68 years old, right? Yeah. But then I do, uh, and I, I know uh, you guys have popped, once in a while you guys popped on, I do the Sunday night live stream at 10 p.m. And I I wanted to call out, just tell me how old you are and where you're coming from. And I'd say half the people that are, everyone in the chat's usually younger because usually if you're older, you kind of just sit back and and kind <laughs> of listen and watch what's happened, right? So a lot of uh, 14, 16, 18-year-olds in there, which which in on one hand is really cool that means there are some young fans that want to learn about the team that maybe trust me as one of the you know sources they go to and it's really cool so then that's why it, it, I figured it out that's why it resonated with them when I would bring down Sean or Jacob as my guests for 20 minutes and just to shoot the breeze and because these guys were their age and they were talking about high school and 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 peer pressure and things like that so yeah. I think on YouTube generally and I think of guys like Geo Lego Rocks who's doing some really good work on YouTube I think a lot of the at least the commenters are younger people and you can just tell by their horrible grammar sometimes too and stuff yeah. <laughs> but, but then um so I, I think a lot of the commenters the ones that because those guys uh, teens are on youtube all the time right and they're bouncing from video to video and that's why we got to keep our stuff engaging that's why you got to you know good thumbnails and good hooks right just, because you got to capture their attention that's we're we're a very distracted world as you guys know overstimulated right so you got to get in there right away but I, I would say i'm guessing but then when i look at my demos i'd say um, probably between 21 and 35 so kind of the the key target area i think that's yeah. what i'm hitting right now admittedly but you'll uh, and like i said the older youtubers will, uh, the older uh, viewers will probably rarely comment it's the younger guys so i'd say i have a pretty good spectrum leaning towards maybe the the teenage to young adult age and then of the ones i hear from Usually it's the it's the younger ones for sure. But that's a really great point, Brad. Just how um, even I use Instagram uh, a lot, but not for my Canuck stuff. I use Facebook a lot, not for my Canuck stuff. But, uh, like YouTube and Twitter are king for me that way. But you do have to kind of uh, kind of um, meld and 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 tailor your your content at least the way yeah. you present it to different uh, audiences for sure. But yeah, great question, Brad. Yeah, because uh, the stream the stream yeah. I
1: joined in there with you, uh, you there some pretty good questions in that one.
0: They were yeah they were, yeah, and they're they're asking everything from what do i think of the cap situation the ufa rfa phase three phase four covid all these things and i know some of these guys they're reading like a drager or a or a, a drance and then they're asking me because and i like i've seen that question before i've seen that headline before you guys just listen area 51 didn't you yeah i know that
1: <laughs> <question>. <laughs>
0: but i'll share one last thing you guys i think uh, you guys saw this on my on my feed one guy <laughs> i don't know how old he is he actually said to me you know uh just going to give you some feedback on your vlogs you kind of dip into too quiet sometimes and then I can barely hear you in full volume I think you should take a Toastmasters or a public speaking course it'll really help you in your speaking and your vlogging so generally <laughs> I am fine with constructive feedback that's how we improve i yeah. yeah and I'm humble enough to recognize that we can all be better and you're right Malcolm no one bats or Sean no one bats a thousand percent but I I was so tempted to clap back at this guy and I I <laughs> And say, uh, actually, I've been speaking at uh, international conferences and rallies uh, for 25 years. I've emceed two, th- two dozen wedding weeks. Like, it sounds so show but it, it was kind of true. But it made me think of what he said and to make sure that I, I kept my ego in check. So I had a little fun with it. But, yes, you're, you're going to get all types. But generally, my uh, viewers and the people that comment, um, they're pretty thoughtful. And I don't get a lot of those guys first second
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: oh, was- man. you gotta love those guys always yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah and, and no one's no one, yeah um, it, it happens to everyone i see it on drance's articles on the athletics so it's not like it, like yeah. it's a common phenomenon right but um yeah. uh the one thing i will say and malcolm you you kind of t- uh touched on this too when it came to you on twitter 10 years ago when you started and you being transparent genuine this is i always say say what you mean and mean what you say right that's that's the, that's part about being genuine I have no problem with someone saying, Clay, I disagree with that take, here's why. I think you're too hard on Trampkin or I think you're overestimating Rathbone. That's fine. It truly is. What I couldn't stand, what I got a lot of when I started, especially when I, my channel started to grow, racist remarks, uh, marks about uh, how I look, uh, my sexuality presumed, like, oh, like really stupid stuff. And those ones, I realized you're going to get that no matter where you go and and i've i've been able to uh, thank god i get less of that now and i've just been able to park those ones and really just engage with the ones that i wanted to but kind of like you malcolm when i first started i want to engage with everyone because i want to grow my channel but i realized that some of those uh, conversations weren't productive they weren't positive and they weren't edifying they weren't moving anywhere so i I don't worry about that yeah
3: yeah i think that's exactly right you know i've i've talked about it already on uh, on this podcast but it seems like it's it's pretty easy and i think obviously you know with years of experience it gets easier and easier to kind of you know root out trolls or burner accounts and, yeah. and i think you know it, it, you can't help but notice that when someone just obviously you know slides into your mentions and they're overly aggressive what percentage of the time do they have a generic profile picture a random name and you know a brand new account with you know six followers right <laughs> and, and and to me it's clear that you know, it's obviously, it's either a secondary account, you know, pr- someone that clearly, again, doesn't have the balls, so I'm just going to say it, to, you know, put out that comment with their face and their name behind it. And I think, you know, that's one of the, the things that I've, you know, as hard as it is sometimes not to clap back, because, you know, often these are, you know, uneducated arguments that you know you could just destroy if you did, to to simply not engage you know to hit the mutant button if they you know are, are too aggressive to you know hit the block button and and just move on because as you said the, the, you know no one no one truly wins those arguments you know you what's the, the argument if you lie down with pigs you just end up covered in shit right
0: yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> yeah, I use that saying all the time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's got
3: Actually, you know uh, what, okay. maybe I will have better luck down in Las Vegas, where you have already <laughs> agreed to join us. Yeah, or... I hear, am
0: I, am I like your guy's chaperone? Is that what's happening, or what? Yeah, we have... Well, <laughs> we, you know, maybe.
3: <laughs> we, we fully expect you to engage and get into it. We, we'll show you all our favorite spots down there. Okay. You know, okay. we'll, uh, yeah, we'll show you a good time, but I think that would Are be you... absolutely hilarious if we're going to actually you make
0: brothers... this happen. For you brothers, I will do it. I will do it. Yes. 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 I need. I need somebody to
2: help me drag Malcolm's like lifeless body around Vegas. No, not easy. We'll each take a side. We'll each take a side. We'll just keep packing them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> my my goal is just to have Malcolm be more drunk than me. That's all I need. <laughs>
0: that's
1: that's not going to be easy for
0: you, Brad. <laughs> when when is this trip? Like, i obviously, the world's got to come back to normal. But if yeah. you know if it's. If it ends up being in two years from now, then I'll bring my son, Sean. You guys would get along yes. uh, you, closer to your age than 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 I am. So, uh, so, yeah, so we'll figure that out. But that sounds good.
1: Yeah, okay, so we'll have to plan it around. around.
3: Quads and uh, Harmon's 21st birthdays.
0: Okay. Okay, gotcha. Because, again, be obviously, Quads
3: a would be another guy that would be fun to, yeah. you know, see him drink something a little stronger than a water at some point, you know? <laughs>
0: as i sip my water thanks brothers yeah well hey and i'm sipping
3: my water here too it's early it's a saturday it's nice out we all know what's happening later so you you gotta hydrate while you can right
2: you know i had talking about quads a little bit i had to give him the gears on uh he he guessed it and uh it was you and him uh malcolm on uh the large cast i believe and you guys were all like chugging a beer and uh, there's quads of this water bottle. And he's got like this incredible vortex tornado happening inside yeah. this water bottle. Yeah, I had I to just compliment his action there. That yeah. was pretty good.
1: Which is when you know he actually drinks, but he just doesn't want to admit Because that was perfect <laughs> vortex. <in it. laughs> no one needs to drink water that
3: quickly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I need to get hydrated. stat. Yeah. <laughs> no, it Love was it. fantastic. Yeah. No, we'll we'll have to plan it around that. Hopefully, I mean the world will be a much better or reformed place uh by the time uh Sean can come with us and then <laughs> we'll do uh we'll do quads and, and Harm can, can come along for the big A fifty one clay trip. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Love it. Yeah, we'll drink uh, drag Faber out too. I know he's like he's oh. my age, so he he could come.
3: Uh, I, I'm sure once we get this going, if we actually do, people will be like, please tell me the dates. I got to go. <laughs> we did it. From, we went down to the first game in Vegas that the, the Cubs never okay. played. And, you know, the day that the nights were announced, you know, in our group chat of friends, it was like, OK, no matter what, guys, we're getting tickets. We're going down. And I think there was a group of about 22 of us. And we thought, what a genius idea. No one else will pull this off. I'm, you know, we, we took that early flight down. I'm putting my jersey on at like you know 6 a.m. In, in the morning. My wife's looking at me. She's like, "You're not wearing a jersey on the plane, are you?" I'm like, "Absolutely, I am." And right <laughs> oh, up until we get every, to the airport, she's did. making fun of me. And and then there was a plane full of Canucks jerseys, and she was like the one person who didn't. Actually, Blake Price was sitting right beside us oh. on the plane, and I look over to him and I'm like, "What? No jersey, bro?" And he, of course, you know, laughs and goes like, yeah, no jersey, bro. <laughs> you know, yo,
1: the funniest part, Malcolm, is I actually remember that day where every single passenger came through with the jersey. Yeah,
3: I was one of them. Oh. Yeah, actually, oh. I, I wore my Millionaire's Cassian jersey. I have a bit of a you know, reputation for getting these jerseys, and it does not work out for these players. I try to make these <laughs> bold takes, and it, you know, never works. I have, have a Steve Bernier jersey, for example, so it seems but, like I have a type.
0: But Malcolm, do you have a David Booth jersey? yes
1: you you do (laughs) (laughs) is it camo uh, oh that's
3: (laughs) good it's the skate third i you know again again, another (sighs) one of my twitter rampages is i absolutely detested the vancouver word mark so during that whole span i refused to get that jersey so i have so many of the like you know the old third stick and ring yeah and then so yeah i got a, a david booth jersey i i literally remember I think we played Nashville. It was a day game. And, you know, it, with the trade, it was announced moments after we were, I was with Sam. We were on Granville Street eating at Wings. And, uh, you know, a couple wobbly pops were involved. And I remember, you know, seeing it come, you know, the announcement come out on my phone. And I instantly called my grandfather and I told him, pop, we've just won the cup. I thought he was going to be such an impactful player for us. Give Kessler that winger that he really needed, you know, that prototypical power forward that, you know, clearly we were missing against Boston the year after. Yeah. and yeah, that would be one of those examples of me not batting a thousand. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> he started okay. He started okay, but he yeah. had that knee injury against the Colorado defenseman Porter, and then it, it, yeah. he didn't really get back on track. Hey, can I tell you my forty-five-second Vegas story just so we can yes. wet the appetite? I, I'd love okay. to
3: hear it. I'd love to hear the sixty or longer. Okay.
0: Well, you know, I'll be respectful of your viewers and their <laughs> their attention span. Basically, you guys know I'm not the biggest drink. I don't drink. I drink water. I drink pop. So, but it's kind of funny. For my stag, I want to go down to the Vegas. this was back in 2000 so picture eight church guys like good catholic boys <laughs> going down to vegas so we gambled a bit saw a few shows didn't really hit the strip clubs that wasn't our thing but we had fun uh, you know shopping sports stuff blah 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 so they bring me to a club and then they, for the for the two they play that song from Wee herman tequila right this, yeah. and the song's called tequila for that entirety of the song if um you get free tequila shots So as soon as I heard them make the announcement, I bolted to the washroom, and I locked myself (laughs) in a stall so that my guys couldn't find me. I could hear them coming into the washroom, is Clayton here? No, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then that's what I did for two minutes. I hid like a little wimp in the stall just so they couldn't get to me. That's how fun I'm going to be in Vegas for you guys. (laughs) I bet you were
3: sitting there just going, life's not supposed to be like this. You're like, was this my idea? (laughs) Yes, exactly. You you ever have those moments that you're just like, everything in my life has led to this moment. What am I doing? (laughs) I have had those
2: moments and they're really
0: oddly (laughs) self-reflective.
3: Now, Clay, as a non-drinker, do you know the best way to fake taking a shot?
0: No, I tell, and actually, uh, Malcolm, I want your advice because August 2, Canucks Wild, Game 1, my son Sean's 19th birthday. So we've yeah. agreed. Yeah, and, and he, you know, I've, I've let him have stuff before, but he says he wants me to, for my live stream, which is Sunday night, that night, he wants me to do a shot on my live stream. <laughs> <laughs> I am tuning Malcolm, in I'm all for that yeah, one. Yes. Yeah.
3: I'm all ears. So um, if you don't want to take the shot, you throw it over your shoulder so you you literally pour the sh- alcohol out over your shoulder so instead you you look like you're taking it but you do it 6 inches over and then you just toss it over your shoulder and honestly in that situation because everyone else is doing this oh. no one else sees and notices you so you just make sure that there isn't someone standing behind you and that, <laughs> or goes that you're inside the floor. you don't
2: want to be inside <laughs> yeah exactly but it into get the, in the garden situations. yeah yeah exactly or, or you'll get a Hey! And probably yeah. like a little smack.
0: Yeah, my wife you know, wiping the, the the from her face.
2: Yeah, yeah. like, I don't no, know what happened cool. there. I, I cool. definitely took
0: that. I... Okay. Malcolm, I'm going to practice for the week leading up, You're doing the exhibition game against Winnipeg on the 29th, maybe. I will practice my technique. Thank you. Well, and, yes.
3: you know, I, I'm sure you don't need any parenting advice at all, but I'm with you on that. If you can get no. your kids to drink under your roof, in a Absolutely. controlled environment, that was always our thing back in the day too. Yeah. With my parents, yeah, you know, you can drink here, but then you know a, a certain amount, and it was always you know six beers each. And, <laughs> and sometimes we'd wake up in the morning, and my parents would be like, "Wow, those six beers really did a number on you." And be like, "Yeah, the, the beer—that's—that's that's what was it. That's, that's why we're feeling this way today."
0: Awesome parenting so, tips from Malcolm or the yeah, amazing, yeah,
3: exactly. With, with no kid <laughs> here, this is what I do with my dog, and uh, it's very effective.
0: Wait, you give your dog shots? No, my,
2: my <laughs> dog. My Malcolm dog wouldn't is, waste a shot. <laughs> I'm just yeah,
3: exactly. Adopted up from California. And we joke that he likes booze, cigarettes, and fast women. Because, you know, again, if I'm, if I'm just drinking a water, he leaves me alone. But if I have a coffee or if I have a, a beer or, or a drink, he comes up and he'll, he'll lick the side wow. of the glass. And, uh, and it's seemingly hilarious. And Cali boy raised in the streets.
0: Very <laughs> good, very good. Well,
3: And then yes. again, obviously, if, if you follow us at all, you know my favorite beverage, right? Re- refresh me. They're, well, they are very refreshing. They're the nude oh, of yes. the beverages. Oh, yes. And, you know, again, the wonderful thing about them is you're drinking mostly water. So you yeah. stay nice and hydrated throughout the you know experience. And again, another one last drinking tip for you. It's not actually the alcohol that gives you, you know, that causes you to black out. It's the dehydration.
2: Ah. Uh-huh.
3: So again, if you stay nice and hi- hydrated, you're not going to have those problems, and you know, wind up on a couch somewhere that you don't recognize.
0: Amazing parenting tips and drinking tips from Malcolm Murray. This is this well, is you awesome. know. Yeah,
3: exactly. They're they're all going to become one on August second <laughs> for you. Trust me. You think, you think changing you... a diaper is hard for a two year old? Wait until you do it for a nineteen year old
0: i got to make sure my son, Sean, watches this or listens to <laughs> So If you're the big nude, nude vodka fan, how come it's your other co-host is getting all the freebies?
3: You know, I'm, uh, I'm not prepared to talk about that yet. I'm okay. still pretty bitter. <laughs> don't, know, don't know what else the guy can do. Does his you know, definitive rankings of all the flavors. Literally haven't had a beer in like two years. Drink nothing yeah. but. Yeah. Uh, my bachelor party, you know, similar but completely different vibe to you. We, we actually went up to Kelowna. And, yeah. uh, and and we, we rented this is the coolest place in the world. It's essentially like a mini little hotel, and and we literally just had carts and carts of booze that we rolled up to there, and almost all of them were nudes. And I and I can't help but notice whenever you go to a, I go to a restaurant or you know, pre COVID yeah. days, everyone you know there'd be a beer here, there'd be a cocktail here, there'd be a Caesar, and I'd get my you know nude or vodka soda, and then slowly as the night goes on. It's like you know that rotten apple, and of course it, it starts growing. And of course, by the end of the night, everyone's drinking vodka sodas. So that's that's the drink.
2: Well, they do You're... say this is the this is the Vegas uh, t- guide. This is the pre-Vegas yep. trip tutorial guide that everybody now has to go through before we yes. all go on our big Canuck trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: my my only last yes. tip from Vegas is avoid Fat Tuesdays. <laughs> Okay. That's that was my downfall. Is they they have these you know yard long margaritas. I yes, you saw people drinking those, and of yeah. course you know in Vegas because you can you know drink and uh, carry on the streets. Uh, it's a, you know it's a nice way to go. You know it's a nice cool <laughs> beverage. Vegas is a hot place, but the only alcohol they have is 151, which mm. is double proof rum, so that's 80 percent alcohol, <laughs> and ever and Everclear, which is even stronger, and so you know cocky me, I roll up and I'm like why don't you twist them both in a yard-long margarita for me? And that was the beginning of the end.
0: Well, Sean, I, I think I uh, oh, I think I'm hang on with you more in Vegas than, than Malcolm, but yeah. we'll
2: see. We'll stick together. <laughs> we'll keep each other alive. <laughs> or more like we'll keep them alive. Yes, yes. Yeah. We're, it's we're it's definitely
3: going to be a codependent relationship. We, <laughs> yeah. we both need each other, right? You'll need someone to do the shots you can't throw over your shoulder. I'll need yeah. to someone to make sure I'm, you know, Okay, Not dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: No, this, this is awesome. Uh, I wanted to kind of jump into uh, a little bit of the shootout questions with you. Um, we do this with the occasional special guest that we have. Uh, when Basically, when we remember <laughs> to do the shootout round, we do it. Uh, and it's just kind of like a rapid fire, uh, kind of goofy question that we lob at, at our guests. So uh, one of the ones that we would get all the time uh, and shout out to the pizza guy on on Twitter. What is your favorite pizza? What is your go to pizza?
0: So boring, guys. Ham and pineapple. Oh, you are a pineapple on pizza guy. I am. Yep. Uh, ever since birth. Yep. Mm. Pretty pretty plain Jane when it comes to pizza. That's a, that's have you
3: have you tried any of these other fruits that people are putting on pizza? I think I've seen strawberries. <laughs> what was the one that you wanted to try, Sean?
0: Uh,
2: see, the I kiwi. I, mango i mango. There, there's mango pizza apparently out there and i'm wow. a big mango guy I like i like mango a lot yeah i would also try strawberries uh, yeah. just just for giggles but yeah. i think the mango <laughs> one if you coupled it with some heat it would be good. And I, I think this is probably what? Like the ninth episode of Area 51 where I brought up mango pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it. Well, you better try it. Somebody's going to buy this damn pizza for
0: me at uh, some point.
3: Yeah. At some point, it's just going to show up at your door. No, yeah. brothers,
0: I love fruit. I love pizza, but I don't like them combined. How's that?
3: That's yeah. what I meant, too. You know? like, I, I, salad, no problem with it. But don't throw some blueberries or some strawberries in there. I don't want sweet with my savory salad. I want you know nuts, pistachios. That's what goes yes. in a salad.
2: There you go. Yeah, I'm I'm a big uh like I'm a big carnivorous pizza guy. Like I like my meat pizzas like just unadulterated. It is yeah. just straight to the business. Um but you know what? I I would explore some fruit on pizzas. I've I've tried like different vegetable pizzas and stuff and I I think they're okay. I that's there's a reason why I always go back to meat pizzas. But I would, I would explore. I'd explore a little bit. I'd test those ones. Veg-
0: Vegas, mango pizza. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I bet.
3: I bet if there's anywhere you can get it, it's Vegas.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Be a
2: pizza mango down there instead. <laughs> Find a way to reverse engineer it on me. <laughs> try this
3: mango pizza, man.
2: <laughs> All right, we got another one here for you. I know you're not a drinker or anything, but what is your favorite drink?
0: Like your beverage? Like is it a Pepsi? Or are you a Coke guy? Yeah, your- it is a it is a Pepsi, and I you know I know when I cut out for Lance, you guys, during, before Easter time, I lose ten to twelve pounds just by taking the the pop out. I know it's bad for me. I know it. my doctor tells me, my wife tells me, but I, I admit it's, it is my my drink of choice for sure. You gotta live Thank a you. little.
3: Caffeine is
0: the drug of choice. <laughs> I like it.
2: You know, I've always grown up in like a Coca-Cola household, but my wife yeah. is a staunch Pepsi believer, I guess. And so Did she say why, Sean? Does she say why? She she finds that Coke is too sweet, which is funny because that's exactly my opinion in the opposite way. I find yeah. that Pepsi is sweeter and I've heard Coke more people has say more that bite. And yeah. then she feels that Coke is too sweet, and and Pepsi is just smoother. And I would I would grant that Pepsi is smoother for sure. I I think that is a smoother drink.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm with Clay on this one. I'm a Pepsi guy, and to me it comes down to the, the aftertaste. Oh. The <laughs> aftertaste on Pepsi is better than Coke. It's just so weird like it, it changes to me too much the the difference in a Coke. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a, I'm a Pepsi I, guy. I, I used to do rum and cokes all the time, and then I'd uh. go through like a two liter of Pepsi in the night, and I'd be like. All right, I know why I feel like shit, and it's not even the booze. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it hurts.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a certain like stick to your teeth sensation that you get with Coke yeah. that you don't have with with a Pepsi. I, I find so I I do got to kind of tip my cap. Uh, <laughs> I'm clearly outnumbered here. So, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Okay, what another one here that we've got. Uh, I don't know if you've done a fair bit of traveling around BC, um, but if, outside of Vancouver,
0: what is your what is your
2: go to destination? Your favorite spot in in BC that you like to go to?
0: Yeah, Malcolm, you actually mentioned it. We do like going to Kelowna a lot. Um, I used to go to the Okanagan with my family growing up every summer. Uh, we stay at the Safari Motor Inn, uh, go to Scandia, and hit all those places in Kelowna. And then actually, in the past four or five years, we'd be up twice a year between either the kids bowling right at McCurdy Lanes there or at uh the the both boys were playing flag football where they have the 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 provincial championships at that big—I can't remember what it's called. I think it's that water park where they have that massive, um, oh yeah. field. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but so yeah. So we've been to Kelowna maybe once or twice a year for the past four or five years, and we love it. It's it's big enough where it feels like a city, but it's not as big as Vancouver, obviously. And my wife Gail loves it. She's a very big city, you know, a Chinese uh, blood, but born and raised in the Philippines in Manila, huge city, moves of Vancouver. Yeah. Big city, right? So she loves going to smaller places like Kelowna. Although it, you still feel like you're in a city, though, so it's not like you're you're in the in the oh in the sticks yeah. at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we 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 like Kelowna. Uh, we, it's 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 slower pace, yet it's beautiful. A lot of great places to go. So yeah, we like it. Weather's
3: always pretty good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's, To
3: me, such a killer. I Hawaii, I think admittedly is one of the most overrated places in the world because. The number of times that you go to Hawaii and it's just raining the entire time. And yep. to me, it's, it, it hurts even worse. You're like, I've paid all this money to sit in this rain here. <laughs> so to me, guaranteed weather is a huge plus. So that's yeah. one of the reasons I love Kelowna too. The Lazy River sh- Ride, have you ever done that?
0: No, not yet. Yeah.
3: That's that's one that you and the, the boys should do uh, this summer yeah. if you guys get up. Awesome.
0: And Sean, you're in Kamloops, you said, right? I am, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So You'd appreciate this. One of our bowling tournaments, uh, we had to be in Kelowna by by noon. So we left at uh, 6 or 6.30 to get there by 10 or 10.30 10 to give the guys an hour to eat and, and be ready for bowling. We got as far as about an hour out of Kelowna, and then there was an accident that they turned everyone around. Oh. So then we came back the other way and up through Vernon. Does that make sense? And back yeah. down? And yeah. we showed up five minutes before they had to roll their first ball. Like, it was so crazy. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs>
2: well, that is not a very fun stretch of highway either between no. Vernon and Kamloops. I no. I hate that stretch of road because you always end up, it's a single lane, yeah. almost the whole way, and you always get stuck behind trucks. And then you're just stuck there for like an hour and 15 minutes, cruising like 80 behind all these trucks. <laughs> the rough. rock
3: doesn't break your windshield. Yes. yeah
2: exactly well and then in the winter it's another story altogether too it's, imagine, it's horrible though. but uh, yeah. i would love for that to be double lane at some point but you have all these small towns you have like falkland and and stuff in between but mm. that's that's cool I, I know there's uh there's a couple different ways to get to to Kelowna. and depending yes. on which side you're going uh you'll leave Kamloops if you're coming from Kamloops. uh right. you'll go a different way just because driving through Kelowna can be a a whole ordeal too (laughs) absolutely (laughs) absolutely yes yeah it feels a little (laughs) blasphemous to talk up Kelowna but I I love I love (laughs) it's it's a beautiful city and I love the I love the two lakes right there like like Mm. Okanagan's like a bathtub uh Kalamalka is just gorgeous like I think Kalamalka is the prettiest lake in BC in my opinion and it's just that's that's worth the trip right there it's just to go and spend a day on Kalamalka that's beautiful (laughs) The Gatsky
3: Orchard and the pies they make there. Have you had one of those? No. No. Oh, Actually, you know what? I think it's now closed. It, my uh, my great-grandparents used to live right on Calamalco Lake. So my childhood, we'd always go up there. And that was, you know, essentially summer camp for the week right on the water. It was pretty incredible.
2: That's awesome. That's a nice spot. That's a nice spot. Uh, for activities like under normal circumstances in, in Vancouver, what's kind of your go-to?
0: I know you guys are big bowlers. Is yeah, there other we
2: activities that you like to do kind of in Vancouver?
0: Yeah, um, I'd say we're pretty active family, especially with the, the three kids are all really good athletes. So we're always doing stuff at, family-wise. We're, we, the boys and I have been golfing a little bit now, which is good. Mm-hmm. Tennis um and then usually uh, around this time i'm in the best shape of of the year because i'm i do roller hockey and softball you know and so those two along with bowling so a lot of sports for sure um you guys know i I like music that's one of my biggest hobbies so i'm on the piano quite a bit doing a bit of speaking doing a doing a bit of studying but in general as as family we do like to uh, we really value our family time and a lot of it is relatively active we're not massive like campers or hikers like that kind of activity but definitely just a little team sports uh, volleyball basketball whatever we can do uh day in the park we really enjoy that kind of thing and and yeah uh, we we love to travel too so it's not really right now because of what's going on in fact gail and i we celebrated our 20 year uh, wedding anniversary last week we're supposed yeah we're supposed to be in rome um celebrating but obviously we're gonna Maybe save that for a 25-year and, uh, and save $5,000 in the process, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it hey, that's a beautiful that spot. Yeah, exactly. You'll be able yeah. to go on
3: an even better trip.
0: There you go. There you go. Have, have you done Rome before? Have you been yeah, over been, there? Yeah, I've been once. Uh, I was there when Pope Francis uh, got inaugurated, brought in as the replacement of Pope Benedict. So that was six or seven years ago. And it was really cool. I, um, I was part of the Canadian delegation. Basically, it, was, uh, it wasn't it um, was Stephen Harper that went at the time, but his right-hand man, the uh, Governor General David Johnson. So it was him, some NDPs, some PCs, some liberal politicians, and then a bunch of us scrubs from like representing the rest of the, the, <laughs> the So we were going, you guys, we were traveling around Rome in a government motor, uh, motorcade. So wow. police, uh, you know, motorcycles whisking our, our Mercedes Benz, uh, what do you call those? Those big traveling vans through the, the streets of Rome. And here Pope Francis is talking about live humbly, live generously, give all your possessions away. And we're staying in like a $500 a night hotel. Like just kind of like... <laughs> do as we say, not as we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so yes, I have been to Rome, but Gail hasn't. And we would love to go there, obviously given uh, as faithful Catholics into the history there. So yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. That's one of my yeah. favorite spots I've ever been was in Rome. And I, I think yeah. that was kind of my... Like, that was my first stop ever in Europe, was in mm-hmm. Rome. And I had, like, my my welcome to the other side of the planet moment when I was on... Uh, we went to the Colosseum, and I'm just standing there, and I'm thinking about how all my life I've learned about this building, and here I am standing in it. And it was just kind of a like a surreal, like, kind of like Malcolm said, like, all everything in my life has led to this moment, to me standing oh. This building. That would be a, a good one, one though. Yes. <laughs> was
0: it the pain? The pain, the, the pain wasn't like, there, which, the which, the which was a like nice <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool story. I have a cool picture of me in front of the Vatican with my arms stretched out wearing my Luango jersey, and then awesome. he got traded like six months later. So I'm not sure. Yeah.
2: So it's your fault. Hey, that's between Everyone's me and the big man. courts this whole time. <laughs> Yeah, little did we know, he founded the GLC PC with yeah. John Tortorella.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. there was, was this overwhelming sense of guilt, clearly.
0: But... Well, Torch, Torch, I think, is a god in his own mind, too. So we'll like... yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. That, that kind of
2: leads into the next question here. What, would be, uh, what is one thing that we don't know about you? That...
0: Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. And as I as I stall and think, it's because generally, for better or for worse, I live my life quite transparently, right? I put a lot of it. Not everyone likes this or does this, but I put a lot of it out there for people to see. Um, hmm. And yeah, I, I presume you want it to be a little more substantive, right? Than just, I cut my hair, hair for three feet, weeks. Think. Yeah, like, it could
2: be <laughs> that you like pineapple on pizza. It could be as simple as that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you know, or that you're the reason that Luongo's been shipped out again, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What exactly. a bombshell. Didn't think we were going to have something that big to the, for that on this episode, but... <laughs> you know there's... what, I think
0: that's the clip. That's the clip. Yeah, of this there's whole the episode. clip that we're going to
3: play. <laughs> Blame Clay. <laughs>
0: well, I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give you two, uh, and they're both kind of lighthearted, but uh, but they they're, they speak to a bit of who I am. Uh, one of them is um, my nationality because people don't know what emo means. They see I-M-O-O and, and, you know, they pronounce it different ways, which is fine. But I'm so emo. My late father is Japanese, so I'm half Japanese half Chinese actually and it's a rare mix if you know the history of the two countries right Japan and China so I, th- I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't know about me they presume I'm full Japanese or they presume I'm Filipino actually because of uh, some of my physical appearance Um. so but yes so that's one a small thing but a big part of my identity is I'm half Japanese half Chinese so that's one the other one is um. I this might not be a surprise or maybe people make presumptions is I can't sing worth Whatever, whatever adjective you want to use. Um, <laughs> as much no, as use love- the adjective. <laughs> much. <laughs> as much as I love music, and I, I think I'm a good musician, and I have a good ear, and obviously you've seen my, you know, my collab song, especially with people like Marie, very talented people. But my friends, there's a reason why I get very talented, good-looking people to be in these videos. No one is logging on to YouTube to watch the fat Asian guy playing the piano. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. (laughs) I would tune in to watch you play. Thank thank you. Obviously, I write the lyrics. I I compose the music. I, I figure out the songs. But um as much as I love music and I'm not just saying this in false humility I am a very poor singer I only have two notes they are bad and worse <laughs> <laughs> I always say for those that you, listeners that know music I can sing above a middle C if someone kicks me in my gonads right so like
1: uh,
0: <laughs> so I, I love creating music I love playing music I love writing music but I uh, whenever I sing, it's really more for comedic relief or as a joke or it's because Marie basically won't let it die. And she wants me to actually contribute <laughs> or she needs a she needs a small melody line so she can riff on top. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a team player. Yeah. So there, there's something I, I love doing it. Obviously, it brings me great joy. But um, yeah, I am a truly, truly a, a very poor singer.
2: <laughs> well that's i i'm kind of surprised by that to be honest because i i would have thought for sure uh i know like not all musicians obviously are great singers but uh you right. you've been able to do a lot of a lot of really cool things uh writing songs and we all know that it's it's you writing the lyrics behind them and and the work that you've done with uh worth the canucks has been a lot of fun to to take in as a fan and, and i know like even before I, I did anything even remotely meaningful in the connects community, and I was just kind of like this lurking fan that just kind of took in all this information. Uh, I would I would enjoy like going and looking you up and seeing uh, the new song that you guys put out, and it was it was a lot of fun. So I love that you guys are doing that and that the connects give you access like that.
0: I appreciate that, and what I want to say one thing, an, an affirmation to you guys too, for any content creators, right? Whether there's It's the myriad of podcasts that are out there, but I think you guys are really, really establishing a a good voice and a a niche as well, whether it's vloggers, whether anyone who does content creation. um, I I think – I don't know if you guys have ever fallen into this. I don't want to get too philosophical, but it's very easy to fall into the comparison trap, right? Like, well, why is this podcast doing better than ours or why are they ranked higher? And for me, why does this guy have more subscribers or why does this guy get better guests? It's I liken it to when you go on a when you're exercising when you're at a gym and you're on a treadmill and you look over and you see the guy next to you and he's running that much faster and then you start to do things that you typically wouldn't do you start to increase your speed and then you start to like try and look good and and, and keep up with him. And then, but that's not who you are, right? And then yeah. you wind up you wonder why you almost fell off the treadmill. So for me, I, I really want to encourage people, not just you guys, because I would say you guys have grown now, which is really, really good, but even the the content creators, like the avid discussers podcast, who are just starting, yeah. or the yeah. or this blogger who's just starting, um, it's really easy to fall into the numbers trap. And no, if you are passionate about what you're doing, if you're creative and you truly feel like you have a voice and you are genuine, then you gotta trust that your audience will grow. And if as soon as you start comparing, you're, you're already losing. Like there's don't compare, don't try and make yourself the next whatever. Make yourself, you know, the best that you can be for yourself. And I I bring that up, you guys, because um, of you guys are content creators. I'm a content creator, but I it's, there's enough room for all of us, and that's the oh, yeah. thing. But as soon as you start to, you guys don't do this, but I see others trying to bring other people down or compare or whatever. We don't need that. The, the The reason why you build a fan base, how you build a fan base is by getting bandwagon fans, is by getting content creators. That's how you grow. We shouldn't be shunning those people or trying to shut them out. So uh, more all to say, I want to affirm with what, what you guys are doing as well, because I think uh, I think it's good and it's needed for sure. I, I like that a lot because I think.
2: Uh, like you said, there's room for everybody. And uh, like, I've I've done this podcast completely solo and I've had numbers that were discouraging, right? Like I've had where I'm getting low views or low yeah. plays or yeah. and I'm every week I'm like, why do I bother doing this? Well, am I going to continue doing this? But it's it's not being the next somebody else. It's being the first you yeah. and and whatever you're wanting to create and, and make. I think that uh, the more work that you put into that, and the more you refine your craft, uh, the better that you will be, and your audience will just build around that and naturally show up. and And I think, like for for yourself and for us, we've we've we're starting to see that, and it's nice to see uh, that come. and It's just about kind of upbuilding other people. One of the like, I'll do a quick shout out to Chris Faber because I think he's done an incredible job as well of encouraging other people in the market and helping them get started and and i'm one of those people that like i was yeah. i was messaging chris all the time how do you do this what what program are you using why would you do it that way what about this and and just kind of getting his thoughts on things and uh that's that's what it takes right like we at the end of the day the bigger that the audience base is and the more active fans yeah. are the better off we all are so yeah. why would we ever tear down other people's fan bases we should all be trying to encourage them so yeah i love that
3: and i think you know it's one of the things we talk about in our little group chat we we, if you focus on the viewers and if you focus on your likes and if you focus on that you're not focusing on your content and i think that's what people actually want to tune in and see is quality content not oh well this is you know the number one rated podcast well why you know i I think you know the shit on spitting chicklets here for a second you know (laughs) it's, it's consistently ranked in either one or two, you know, with 31 thoughts as, you know, the number one podcast. And, you know, (laughs) we talk about like, well, I I don't want to be spitting checklets. You know, to me, I've honestly, I've never even listened to a single one of those episodes. It's, you know, I I have no interest in in hearing that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, again, it's clear that they're going, Oh, well, this is a formula that works having (laughs) current players or ex players on, and you know look at the views that we get when we talk about this kind of stuff and so it's it's you know they you've kind of reversed the focus they're focusing on the views and not the content and i think you know you can kind of see you know how how that you know podcast has gone and it's kind of you know deviated into this whole different thing uh and i i i think that's the reason is they've gone okay well this is the you know kind of thing that is successful so we're going to do more of this and they've kind of leaned into that where You know, I think consistently going, you know, who would be a good guest, who would be relevant for what's going on now and and would have something interesting to say. So, uh, you know, appreciate that feedback. It's, uh, you know, coming from someone with uh, your reputation. It means a lot.
0: I appreciate that. And it's something you guys both touched on is is if as soon as you. Yeah, you you guys have both said this. As soon as you start to do things, catering for likes, for subscriptions, for views. You can start to see when a content creator is disingenuous, and I, I love I love what you said, Sean. You admitted, hey, there are some low times where I was wondering, is this worth it? Is this worth it? Because the numbers don't seem to be, you know, uh, equivalent to um, representative of my effort. But if you start to do stuff just for the sake of doing things, oh, I have to meet the schedule. People are going to see through that right away. They are going to see through that right away. So be happy with who we have, the ones, the lives that we are touching, the the people we are impacting. And the people that want to listen or watch, I, I think that's that's wonderful.
2: Yeah, well said. And it's been an awesome have it's been an awesome time having you on uh, and getting to talk to you. Uh, you've been on our list for wh- who we've been wanting for a guest for a long time, but it's a very long list. <laughs> so we're <laughs> slowly working that. through it. Uh, but we just wanted to give this opportunity at the end here to see if there's anything that you wanted to plug. Uh, anything in particular that you're working on or just to plug your channel there.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Thanks, Sean. So, and thank you guys for having. I know Brett had to uh, skip off to work, and Sam's probably too busy drinking her free drink, so that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, I did want to uh, once again uh, reinforce uh, how I think you guys are doing good stuff. For me, um, yeah, my my primary content is on YouTube and on Twitter. So on Twitter, I'm at Canuck Clay, and actually on YouTube, that's my name as well. Either you type in uh, Clay Emo or at Canuck Clay, and you'll find me there. I Do daily vlogs. Often reacting to um, you know to what's happening with the team, and then once a week I do live streams on Sunday night at 10 p.m. on YouTube. I always send those those links out um, during the weekend, and it's a chance to engage you know kind of more real time. And I will be doing uh, post game live streams um, on YouTube for the Vancouver Canucks as long as they're alive in the in the postseason, both the play in and the the playoffs. So yeah, uh, Connect Clay on both YouTube and and Twitter, and uh, yeah for everyone out there just. Uh, cheer these guys on this is a chance for you know anything can happen there's 24 teams right now that think they have a chance we're basically starting from scratch we're healthy and all it takes is for a, a pretty good scorer an elite defenseman and a good goaltender and uh, we could do some damage um, so I, I'm I'm excited to share this ride uh, along with uh, all Canucks fans out there so thanks guys for having me on once again and keep up the really good work. God bless you guys thank you so much and yeah go Canucks go perfect
3: <laughs> go to Go.